Welcome to More with Mo. My name's Mo Reese. More with Mo is brought to you by the fine people at JulieLandRadio.com. Today, as always, I'm joined by the man who loves when I bring blasts from the past into the studio, Mr. Richard Avery. That is so true. You brought my ex-wife. I brought your ex-wife. Since we had your ex-wife on. <laughs> <laughs> Number one episode. I mean, we're at like episode, what, 195, 196, yeah. something like that? 190 some episodes. 196. 196. 196 episodes. My ex-wife was here. Yeah. Should we bring her back? No. I don't think she cares anymore. She, she's over me. I think she's finally over definitely, me. Definitely, definitely, definitely. But who are, who are we going to get to know We're going to get to know, and I hope this doesn't embarrass her or piss her off or anything, but we're going to get to know a porn legend who everybody knows the name. Okay. Miss Julianne. I was going to say Miss Nina Hartley. No. <laughs> no. Damn. She's next. We had to. Now, I don't I I just want to say, you know, we we talk about it a lot. We have a lot of girls on and we have a lot of performers on. We have a lot of that. And everybody uses the title porn star just because there's not really another term that makes sense out in the world. But I have to say actor. We've had a uh, actor works. We've <laughs> we've had a couple what I would say porn stars, but you may be the most porn star out of them all. I consider it employed, but oh, you know. nice. Do you, do you go? Would you go by that title if somebody had to describe you in a in some way? Is that okay to say porn star? Uh, what do you? I prefer? mean, I don't. I don't shun it away only because I get that that's just a term. I I don't really think about it, and it would take me too long in order to have a discussion or a real feeling about it. <laughs> honestly. Uh, but I just see it as I went to work. I went to work. I got paid. Some people bought it. It was popular. Then you got to work. I got to work again yeah. because it was popular. <laughs> so like that's like the most I can hope for. And however they want to call it, it's cool with me. I yeah. I don't really yeah. care. I don't I don't like any star stuff really. Yeah. No. I don't like legend either, like okay. or icon or yeah. any of those um, words because I just feel like labels. You know, when people are saying it about me, I almost feel like I'm saying it about myself, and I don't Try. like it. It feels narcissistic. It makes me uncomfortable. Like I just, again, just happy that I did a job and they liked it enough that I could do it again. And that I can make a living and put a roof over my head and food on the table and take care of family and friends and animals and you know that's just my thing. Like that's all I want to do. And is that is it, wait I gotta switch? Is that what you felt when you started though? When, when I felt how, what was your mentality when you started? Like I'm gonna go do this because I want to go be famous, or was it like what was your reason? I want to be famous so I can make more money. Okay. So either way, what it came down to was yeah. call it what you will. As long as I can make a living. Yeah. It was still call it what you will. Yeah. Now, you've made a living at this for a number of years. You started yes. in 1992. Yes. Have you continually performed the entire time, or did you ever take a break? Did you you know, do you ever do anything where you just, I'm out for a couple of years? Uh, there was a time that I would take maybe a year off. I think okay. it happened like twice. Okay. So, like that. so you didn't the officially part. retire and then come back five years later, or anything like that? that no, I've officially retired and oh, came yeah? back a year later. Oh, it was a short retirement. <laughs> it was a short retirement. It was as short as the relationship, <laughs> or as long as the relationship, however you want to call it. <laughs> I like that. So this has been your career, uh, the you know, uh, a significant portion of your life. Yes. 
did you ever have another career that you wanted to do that when you were when you were younger when you start out you're in high school you know whatever i'm gonna go be a teacher did you have a career that you wanted to do that you were passionate about uh, throughout my entire life, it didn't matter as long as it had to do with horses. That was my whole thing. I rode and I wanted to either ride professionally or train horses or something. Something that had to do with horses. Like It didn't matter what it was. Um, that fell by the wayside, but yeah. Do you still anything. have horses? I don't. My ho- last horse passed away, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. And I just kind of, after that, called it a day. Yeah, I decided not to do horses anymore. I mean, it's every little girl's dream to have a pony. That was always, I know my little sister, well, that was yeah. my little sister. I want a pony. And I'm like, we live in a trailer park in Oregon. We got, there's right. no room for a pony, but I want a pony. And I'm like, okay, yeah. sorry. No, I, I grew <laughs> never up, gonna happen. I grew up riding. I know, and everybody's like, oh, in LA. Yeah, I, it, we have riding in LA. So yeah, I grew up with horses in the family and riding and training and competing. And, and then I just, yeah, it, it, when my dad decided to move us uh, away, kind of took all that with it. So now, did you have you grown up here in Los Angeles? Yeah, the whole life. You're I was native. Born at Cedar Sinai, which is now the Scientology building. <laughs> awesome. Shh, Every time I drive past it, I'm like, I was born there. There's <laughs> bad juju in that building. I know. Exactly. What part of uh, LA did you grow up in? Uh, Silver Lake. Silver Lake, nice. nice yeah, area. Silver Lake. And then when I was uh, about 14 or 12, maybe 12? 12? 12. 12, my dad decided to move us to uh, Idlewild, which is in the mountains above Palm Springs. And then I moved nice. back down when I was like 16, I believe. Nice, nice, nice. And you decided to come into the Valley of Porn. And, you know, at some point in your life, you decided I'm going to move to or I'm going to go start working in, uh, you know, Chatsworth, you know, (laughs) (laughs) someday I hope to work in Chatsworth. Right. (laughs) If I could only get there, I'll make it big. What made you make that move from the life that you had before to go into the adult industry? Well, when I moved back, I moved in with my grandmother and... Uh, she was so simple. My grandmother was the easiest person, but at the same time, you know, she didn't really push for a lot of direction. So uh, I ended up, um, wrestling and I did, uh, which a lot of people get this confused. I did not work at the Tropicana. I was just going to ask. (laughs) No, my friends did though, which is how I got into wrestling, but I actually did more of the circuit. So we would go places, whether it be... Uh, Victorville or Barstow right, right, right. so we had a traveling routine and then eventually I worked at Angel's nightclub which was in Long Beach okay. she originally was a Tropicana mud wrestler opened up her own club and so I I did the wrestling and in the wrestling um, that's sort of where I kind of got more into the dancing and stuff like that and the stripping and such and then uh, my friend Janine Lindemulder, who was a penthouse pet at the time, she decided, uh, she and I met, and then she was like, I'm going to go do this thing called featuring, and this is where uh, they they hire girls that are either centerfolds or porn actresses or whatever, and they go to clubs uh, around the world or in the country, and they get paid to go there, and I was like, yeah, shut the hell up, who's going to pay, stand on stage, like, perk show, that's, that's crazy talk, and then... 
a little bit after that, she was like, please come with me. I don't want to do this by myself. And we could do a duo act. And I was like, ah, you're crazy. And then about a year after that, I was like, fine. So we did this dance act and we called it Blondage. And then it became Big. like popular. And about a year into that, I was like, you know, these girls like Amberlynn and stuff, they do porn and they get more famous so they can make more money and they can charge the club more so we can make more money if we just do porn. So I'm going to do porn. And then we did Andrew Blake's Hidden Obsessions and that was the first porn we ever did. Nice. I, I want to jump back really to, to the wrestling. <laughs> That's pretty much how that went down. Just saying. Wait, wait, what's crazy is funny to me because I... Re- I People don't serious- realize Blondage was actually before porn. Well, I, what's is funny is funny. I, I do remember Blondage. It was a big, big deal, especially because I was the people I was around at the time. It was a big deal. Blondage was huge. It was a huge, huge thing. And you guys were like everywhere because you were who was there was no blondage before blondage but all we did was dance no i know that but there was nothing like that literally we danced like we danced like people thought oh they're gonna come and do this court like this full shebang (laughs) with i don't know feathers and fans and doves i don't know but we literally went out there to uh, hardcore metal yeah and stomped around and kicked but, tables over yeah, but my thing and was that there was, knocked people off stage right, and but punched there was people nothing, in the face. Yeah, but there was nothing like that before. We literally was like a stripper mosh pit. Right. Like. But, there was, but there was nothing like that before Blondage, though. That's why it was so unique. It was nothing like it. Right. It was the first. I, I want like, to go back to the, get sued. I want to go back to the wrestling days. Now, I recently Netflix recently came out with a show called Glow. Yes. You know, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling, I believe. What are are we talking that type of? No, it was wrestling? like Tropicana mud wrestling. Okay, wrestling. so it was more like that. Okay. But except we didn't actually use mud, which was thank God because the mud was horrible. Like one time, I I used mud and I realized that there's almost like foam in it and stuff, and everything's like stuck to you, and it's <laughs> just disgusting beyond reason. And then the oil that they did was dangerous as hell. Like. I don't understand how anybody could even stand up for a second in the oil, but we used shaving cream. And so it was cream wrestling. And it wasn't as slippery. It dissipated. So it didn't stick to everything. It didn't ruin your clothes. It didn't ruin, like, it was a. I didn't understand why not everybody did that because it seems so much more simple to clean up and everything. But that's what we did. Nice. With shaving cream wrestling. Which only sucked when they would mess up and not get the original and then they would get menthol. That would suck. Oh. It happened a couple times. I was like, that's not funny. That does not feel good. It's not cool, man. You should have bought that shit earlier. It's, it, it's out on the shelves is not an excuse right now. Exactly. So, uh, you know, you started off with dancing, and mm-hmm. then it sounds like, uh, you know, porn started off more as an advertising tool. Yes. To be able to go through and make dancing. more money. Yeah, for us, dancing was the thing. I and mean, that was what we loved. That's what we wanted to do. It was the dancing. And so the doing adult film was really just a way to make the, the dancing more of a thing. Nice. And so, uh, I mean, were you dancing weekly then? You were on tour just around the country? No. And it's so funny because people would have thought, oh, God, you guys made bank. But you, literally, Janine was a mother. And she wanted to work one month, one week a month, one weekend a month. Like, that was it. One week or one weekend a month. Like, she didn't want to work more than that. So we literally... Pretty much for our career, we made what we needed to survive. Like, that's what we did. We didn't overwork. We worked enough to pay our bills. So, uh, yeah, I mean, which probably was cool because we also didn't overextend ourselves and and make it so people didn't want to see us anymore because we didn't, like, drive it into the ground. But we literally worked, like, once a month. Hmm. 
Nice. And when did when did porn become less of an advertising tool and more of an actual career? Um, well, it probably happens when you start making money, more money off of the shooting than when you than the dancing. Okay. So once it starts taking over uh, monetarily, then I would imagine that it, it sort of becomes the thing, and then you realize that that's actually uh, what you need to focus on, and then the dancing becomes an advertisement uh, to get to know the public, like a, like an appearance. So it's, I mean, it's not like today where, you know, everybody has social media, you know. Uh, you, yeah, we you, didn't have, you, we didn't they, have internet. Yeah, you didn't have internet. I mean, but there was none of that. So um, people, we didn't have see. internet. We you didn't have using, podcasts. Know, you were doing smoke, smoke signals to let it's them know. We're, we're at Spearmint Rhino. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was the Spearmint Rhino. What are you fax, talking about? It was Bob's classy lady. It was a fax machine. They would send out faxes. We had, there were flyers. There were like flyers and, you know, in the. Town Crier or the LA Weekly or whatever it was in. So I have a question is what how how many AVNs have you been to? I don't know. I didn't go to them all. You didn't? I didn't. You skipped a few here. I there? didn't. I did. <laughs> Sometimes I made it down the red carpet and went home. <laughs> do you know I'm not the, gonna lie. Do you know what the first one <laughs> what first I've one, heard what that was many the first times one you went to? People. Uh uh ninety four maybe? Ninety three okay. or ninety four. Okay. Cause when you shoot Depending on the schedule. So uh, if you shoot, like, say, a movie at the end of 92, it comes out in 93, mm-hmm. which means it's available for awards in 94. Right. And you're like, did I shoot that? <laughs> so I, I think that I want to say that the first one might have been 94, but it might have been 93. Right. Okay. Do you remember the first award you won? Yeah, it was the girl, girl for hidden obsessions for Andrew Blake. The the first movie we did. And did you go up on stage and accept and give a speech and all that? I I don't remember. I don't remember, <laughs> but I remember because we won the award. We were the cover of the AVN, uh, the VHS, yeah. like the movie. It ended up being me and Janine on the cover holding our awards. Oh, yeah, nice. I mean, it was a simpler time. <laughs> There was film. There was film. And, and so you, that would have been uh, the conventions back then. It wasn't AEE. It was still part of CES. 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 It was still yeah. part of the cons- cons- uh, Consumer Electronics Show. Yes. Yes. It was still part of that. Uh, we were in this back left section. So if you went into the huge, huge room, which was the Consumer Electronics Show, and then you walked all the way to the back of the room floor and then went to the left corner, there was this blacked out curtain box that basically said you had to be over 18 to enter here. So we were like the dirty little secret in the back corner of the Consumer Electronics Show. And you would go in there and we were literally like the size of I don't know. Not even that. Like it's just a... a it was a handful of booths. I, we were probably what? A thousand square feet? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, there was nothing grandiose about it. We were all on the floor standing but just think with our about, little pictures. Think about how at that time and I try to explain it to all my young friends like how many quote unquote porn stars there were at the time. You know, there was a handful of like, you know, working girls in a sense. There wasn't that many. Now there's mm-hmm. a billion. Yeah. I mean, now there's a billion. So. Well, there were also only a couple companies. Yes. Yeah. Like and now everybody's a company, which is 
cool in itself, yeah. um, but at the same time, a bit more complicated. Yeah. There's too much of everything right now. Now, back then, at the Even same time, uh, you know, video stores were the same way. I, where I grew up, it was very, very conservative. There were no adult films at, like, video stores. You couldn't get access. It's like right. you go to Boise, Idaho, and maybe so rent a video. So how did you get your porn? Uh, it was, you know, just underground smuggled, you know, yeah. uh, you know, oh, hey, I got a VHS tape, and we would pass it around. You got your no porn looking. the way God intended <laughs> exactly. it. You found your dad's stash. Nowadays, you find your mom's stash, whatever, but... You found your parents' stash. This yeah. is the way God intended it. I'm sorry. I bought my own. So where I was going to go with it is it used to be that hidden thing that was that dark corner of the video store yeah. that you didn't go into and it was a curtain. Yeah. Now porn has become, uh, obviously with the internet and just social media and everything in general, it is now a lot more accepted, a lot more acceptable for, you know, and as you were saying, a lot of women are now more public about staying you know saying that they you know that they watch porn that they enjoy porn mm-hmm. so you've seen the evolution of that yeah where do you think the turning point was and what do you think caused it the internet do you um, think it was al the gore i mean what do you want no no, no. Do you, do you <laughs> didn't th- he create the al- was, internet <laughs> I, mean, do, I mean you started with vhs the end of the 90s started with dvd and it became okay. easier and easier to get stuff but the internet do you think it was the internet was the turning point to make it more acceptable uh gosh you know i mean i guess in a way only because it became more of a thing to talk about mm-hmm because it was uh, more quickly available. So, yeah, I guess the mass spread of something uh, does make it more of a conversation piece. Does it make, does make it more less embarrassing to get? Mm-hmm. Because I think it was still very humiliating for women to walk into a, a store and be feel judged or like somebody was going to tell somebody that they were in there where men could be as disgusting as possible. And nobody cared, you yeah. know, um, where women were more afraid of it, I think. But nowadays, you know, yeah, they could look it up at home and nobody would be the wiser. Nobody says anything about nobody it. Nobody be the wiser. Um, I mean, that's great that more women are enjoying it. I, but, you know, I'm still waiting for the turn where more women are accepting it. Okay. Because there's enjoying something and being accepting of it are really way two different things because they could be like oh, i enjoy it but those people who do it suck like you're like wait right so it happens a lot it's really cool to be i'm really happy that y'all are starting to enjoy it more but then maybe you ought to listen to the people doing it yeah. you know i'm just saying maybe we should like take it a step further and stop the shame okay. um so i'm still waiting for that now this was uh, somewhat of a leading question because you Recently, I don't know how much you've done in the past, but you in the past year, two years, you have started directing and you have a line of movies now. Well, what I did was I I started a website for women because um, I have a lot of female followers and a lot of female followers. I hate that. uh, Members of uh, my website, Julianne Live. And, And it is a typical website where you would consider the material on it to be male oriented if you want to draw a line uh in the sand and say this is male or this is female i would say it's it's common you know come dripping for your face kind of website 
Well, when I would do live webcams uh, in the room, I would notice that my female presence in my webcams, um, the amount of women in there, was really high, higher than anybody else in the network. And there would become this argument which I would watch unfold where the women would want to talk about one thing, then the guys would say, shoot me your tits, and then the women were getting pissed off, and then they would, the men would hit on the female members, and then it became a thing, and then everybody was a snob, and it, it kind of stressed me out. So I finally decided, you know what, um, I don't know if you want to say, you know, women and men have vastly different needs but what I do recognize is that there's something missing out there who no matter who wants to enjoy it there's an element of adult material that's missing uh that isn't not that it doesn't exist at all but it doesn't really exist a lot so I decided to do a site called women by Julia Ann and it's a girl women on women site as of right now it could progress into something else because the women by julia ann the title isn't about the women that i shoot it's about the women that it's for and so i'm at some point you know i may even the material may include uh hermaphrodite it may include uh gender neutral performers um it's all about the people who have joined the site and they will dictate what their needs are, what their questions are, what they want to tackle. And it's not just sex. Um, I try to be everybody's guinea pig. <laughs> so I'll do Botox and shoot it and we can, they can discuss that. I've done lip injections and shoot it and then we discuss that. Um, it's... Uh, simple stuff from dietary needs down to that damn strapless bra that you keep seeing everybody talk about how great this thing is it supposedly gives you all this cleavage and stuff so I went and got this thing and I tried it and I videotaped it and I shook around it and I put clothes on in it to see does this thing really work is this a waste of money for me it's a waste of money but you know I, I just felt like people tend to um, you either get porn or you get beauty for women. They don't get everything. They mm -hmm. never. There's no place where there's a little bit of everything. Where there's health and wellness. Where there's meditation, yoga, and and girls having sex, like or just girls stripping and being pretty, or interviews about who they really are. So I decided to encompass all of it. Well, I know I, uh, I, which I, is a really tall order and really stresses me out. Wants me to cry because I'm pretty sure I have overstepped my abilities, <laughs> it's a lot and of work. I'm probably going to fail miserably. But I'm trying. Damn it! It's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I wanted to point out uh, specifically, and it's not just because of what's going to be the obvious to listeners, but William, uh, your first volume. Uh, oh, oh, I, I apologize. So let me say that the, the sex that I actually shot for this website is what you're talking about, yes. where I made them into movies. It, 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 yeah, exactly. okay. I'm sorry. So, I apologize. So I there, there's, a few, there's a few volumes, obviously, for the website, uh, but it put together then a collection mm -hmm. of the scenes. Uh, in your first movie, you put um, uh, My Girlfriend... Mm -hmm. who Carla. is a uh, plus-size performer, yes. Carla Lane, yes. in your movie. Now, this is, you. I mean, you have Anna Fox in it, you have Jenna Sativa, uh -huh. um, so you have a variety of different girls. Missy Ty Martinez. Typically, 
in girl girl porn you see the standard two pretty girls come together yes. and have sex and things like but that. but that's what you saw here and, but and that's what i was going to go with but you typically see the same porn idea of what you would think of you know young two people going doing it i, I don't want to name any mm-hmm. company specifically that you because know, i do work for some um you want but me to name you them? chose <laughs> i'll name them you chose to go through and put put in your movie a plus size performer what was your reasoning behind that she was female huh? <laughs> I don't know. So like, the, I mean, I don't know. She's a girl. Like, she she brought she she also took care of catering that day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh shit! I'm almost knocking the table over. Um, yeah, that that must be it. Because she has chickens. Yeah, and I was I chickens. Say, that was the next thing I was gonna say. Because she brought her chickens along. And no, no. Here's the, here's the thing. There's a, there's a thing that goes on in in the industry, and, and it's not the industry's fault. At the end of the day, we're a microcosm of the macrocosm. Like we shoot what the public buys and I just decided that I wanted to shoot beautiful women Mm -hmm. and it didn't really matter I wanted to do it without labels so yeah Anna Fox is in there too she's black but you don't have me putting in their interracial Mm -hmm. Jenna Fox is really really young she's a lesbian over performer but you didn't see me right older younger Uh, Missy Martinez is Latin or you know you don't see me putting in there that you know Latina whatever you want to say you know so no I didn't put BBW which is what we would call this genre that they consider uh, is women that are over a certain uh, weight, and I and I, I I think it's great that a genre exists purely from the standpoint that it gives a platform for people to make change, um, where women that get thrown into that category are and are able to make money, say that, speak their truth, and it gives them a platform to be able to say, I think this is right, I think this is wrong, or change it in their own world. And, and I think that for that, I'm glad the genre is existing right now. But do I think it's fair that there is a genre for that at all? No. So I don't think it should be a genre. I don't think women should be a genre based on their weight. Any more than I think people should be a genre based on their age or their skin, skin color. color. Exactly. Great. I, uh, I I don't, and I'll be honest. I don't watch girl girl porn. It's not my thing. I, it's it's. I, I think I think it's if it's done well, it's a great thing. I work. On you a watch lo- it all the time. I watch. I I'm on a lot of girl girl porn sets, and I, it's just not, it's not my thing. But what I do like about this specific movie and your cast that you have in it is there is a variety of women because mm-hmm. there you know and there's a variety of women on there that I'm attracted to mm-hmm. you know because I think Anna Fox is an amazing performer a beautiful woman and i've seen her on set and right. she's one of the top performers out there and but i didn't, know, and i, I didn't hire amazing. but i didn't ask her to shoot because of that either it's so easy to ask somebody to shoot because they're a good performer because they're popular mm-hmm. that meant nothing to me what i cared about was do you really like women and are you over 21 because i felt that in order to be women in a site of four women about women that I wanted you to have a little something, a few years, or as one of my other friends will say, a few miles on the tires. <laughs> but I, I wanted I wanted some experience. I wanted women with, with experience. And quite honestly, my own personal opinion in this business is that nobody should be shooting porn that's under 21. Thank so, you. 
I Thank you. Uh, Thank so I uh, I choose to try to lead by example. That's all I can do. Is that if you feel that something's wrong, you can only lead by example. And so for yeah. the stuff I shoot, I try to lead by example, and I try to do uh, what I feel is right. And again, don't forget, it's for the women that are members of the site or the women who want to buy the movies. It's not for the women that are being shot. The title's not about that. And and the the category of the films is called Because I Am Woman. And it's, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this because I am woman. And the answer to any question for strong women is because I'm a woman. Because I am woman. I said so. Because I can do what I want to do because I'm a fucking woman. You know? And that's kind of how I I am proceeding into this is that I wanted whether I don't want to just give women <laughs> like this one category of women to enjoy I wanted I have a lot of members that they're not this I what America would consider this ideal model baby uh, body style so who do they get to watch that makes them feel sexy? Mm-hmm. Who do they get to enjoy that says, I don't feel like I've been categorized, but I think that I'm not represented. And so for, and so Carla, she represented to me a, a class of women that don't get representation when they're going to buy their adult content and then also to just be like well heavyset woman can only be with another heavyset woman well how is that anything like why can't women of different body styles find each other attractive so that was another thing that i i wanted to represent Nice. I think I think you did a great job, and uh, congratulations on the site, and I wish you all the success. Um, jumping from the topic of porn, you've been doing it a while, so you know we we of course have to talk about that. But the thing that I think you're more passionate about is animals, and I follow you on Twitter, and I see your passion come out quite often. Now you promote your products, you promote your things, but I see on Twitter it comes out there's a I get a little there's, hostile. Sometimes. There's a lot about um you know, a lot about My animals. question to you is it all animals? Is there any animals you don't like? Spiders, snakes, lizards? I like everything. Everything. I don't necessarily want to hold it. Great I don't want to necessarily Yeah, actually, <laughs> I I've uh, I scuba dive and I and I've done shark diving. So yeah, I think all animals and crit- critters and insects, like... They're better than people. I'm not that thrilled about flies. I'm not going to lie. Flies kind of piss me off just a little bit. <laughs> I, I have a slight ant infestation at times. And I'm not, they, ants bother... Yeah. And fleas. <laughs> exactly. And fleas. Like, what? what is with a flea? Like, what is your purpose other than to spread things I don't want and suck the blood from my dog and then make him itch? Like, I just... It's not thrill me. But, um... For the most part, yeah, I love I love creatures and I like yeah, I love possums. I've rescued possums and a lot of people are like possums are hideous. They're actually fascinating creatures. They're like the oldest living marsupial and they um eat ticks and fleas, which a lot of people don't realize that's their diet. So, so if, if you don't like bugs, you want to love possums. So you want to hear a crazy story that just happened two months ago here. My stupid management company put a cage out in front, one of those little cages that like... A trap? Yep. To catch the squirrel that's been here for 20 years. 
And so one day I'm, I'm walking out with, I forget the girl, I'm walking out with a girl and the squirrel's in the cage, mm-hmm. freaking out. And, the, and we're like, oh my God. And I go over and I let the squirrel out. And the girl goes, oh my God, that's the bravest thing I've ever seen. And when I, I just let it go free. And it, yeah. it, then it never went back in the cage and the right. landlord ended up taking the cage out. And I was like, there you go. And the squirrel's still here running around. Yeah, you I know, like, I, I use those cages too. And I accidentally, I accidentally caught a possum. It was a whole, <laughs> but I actually used them, the traps, because they were feral cats, mm. kittens, and I wanted to stop the cycle before they became hundreds of kittens. Right. So I, I started trapping the feral kittens to get them spayed. So it's like a Good spay, catch, and release. It's catch, spay, and release. Yeah. And, and you release them back into the wild. Yeah. These ones actually did not. These ones actually went into a rescue. The rescuer herself, who, the lady who owns the rescue she was the one that decided to keep them she still has them to this day they're still uh for the most part pretty skittish but they live in a room with a bunch of other cats and they're really happy and they're safe possum you caught oh my god so i was trying to catch these kittens and i put i put the cat i put the trap out with some cat food in it and i came out the next morning and it was the saddest saddest thing i <laughs> and yet so hysterical but this little baby possum had gotten in there and it shut and it was in there it had no interest in this cat food anymore because there was a skunk circling it in the cage going give me that cat food <laughs> and that possum was just in there going for the love of god because yeah. you could tell it was just like dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so i had to chase the skunk off in order to release the possum and then i just threw the thing away i was like yeah we can't do that again yeah. <laughs> Poor little possum was like, you see, it's staring at me. It was like a prison scene. I don't want your food. Take the food. You know, it's funny. When I was growing up, uh, when I was young, uh, my grandfather essentially had pet skunks. It was because they, they were obviously an outdoor pet, but... Every night, the skunks would come to the house, mm-hmm. and he'd put out food, and he'd sit out there with the skunks. And there right. wasn't, no, there was no fear of you know them spraying or anything. They were just coming out and having food and going on about their way. And it was funny. Yeah. And there were pictures of like six skunks just hanging out were in the there, backyard. W- was one of them named Pepe Le Pew? No, no. That's my mother's favorite uh, cartoon character, though. Really? Don't know why. Maybe there was a, maybe you know, some, some. Yeah, exactly. Now, where did you? You know, you mentioned when you were younger, you you it was about horses. Um, where did your passion come to where you wanted to um, do animal rescue and things like that? What was you know? Where did you decide you wanted to be more active in it besides just owning a pet? I've always always been in um i've gotten my dogs from shelters i've always been interested in rescuing animals i've always you know tried to take care of what i could take care of but our passion my passion really kind of went off the charts when someone in a performer in the industry um abused his dog and took it to a remote location and dumped it at some railroad tracks in the middle of the night to get rid of her because he wanted an aggressive dog and she wasn't becoming aggressive. Instead, his treatment of her was making her piss herself. And when I found out, I went to the location, even though I was being threatened at that point, and I found the dog and got the dog into rescue. But in trying to find that dog, initially, I checked shelters. In finding the shel- going through the shelter system, I was very saddened. And one of my friends came to me and said, you realize that there's a list of about 75 Chihuahua mixes at that particular shelter. They're going to be euthanized. They're on a list. Um 
to be euthanized for space as time goes on and I went in and took 13 out and that's how it started. Wow, that's I mean that's a that's a lot of dogs. It is a lot of dogs. That's I mean it's uh you know um I I could call my girlfriend the crazy cat lady because well, she I has like keep seven of them, you know, and she has chickens and she I mean she has wildlife kingdom in, in her house. I, she does. So you didn't keep 13 dogs at home. No, I didn't keep any of them. I Everybody got Everybody got one for I, Christmas. I know, I took them home and I got them healthy cuz some of them were extremely sick. And I put them up for adoption, and I did home checks, and um, they everybody got a home. So now, is there an organization that you're affiliated with, or something that you deal with that you know where you put most of your energy into? Uh, at the time, it was a rescue called Almost Home Animal Rescue out of California, and that was I did everything um, for the most part in my rescue career. I did everything through them. Okay. Yeah. Now, obviously, this you know could be a you know sensitive subject, but you can go to now. I don't see them as much, but you know, early, you know it used to be there were pet stores at the mall and all this kind of stuff where you yes. could get dogs. A, lo- um, a lot of them, though, now have rescue dogs. And so, what are your thoughts on purchasing a purebred or a dog from a store that where you spend fifteen hundred dollars on the dog versus going to a shelter? Uh, well, I don't think that there's ever a reason to buy uh, an animal from a store. Uh, I think that that's the first mistake that there's... I get it when the rescues are now because a lot of the times it's a new thing where the pet stores are actually uh, putting in their stores adoption dogs, dogs from shelters, dogs from rescues and stuff like that. And I think that's fabulous. If you think you're going to get this healthy purebred chow from the pet store, you're buying a puppy mill dog because there's no reputable breeder on this planet that is going to give up their puppies to a store it doesn't exist reputable breeders who breed for the love of a breed will can will hold on to the litter until they figure out who the best of the litter is they will then keep that puppy put it into a breeding rotation in order to further the strength of a line they will never willy-nilly just give up their litter and sell them off to pet stores before they know what they have so that does not exist. If you're buying from a pet store, you are feeding into puppy mill. That is all, and there's no way around it. Now, I know there's a variety of places. I mean, I know, for example, the the county has their shelters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know there's a lot of adoption agencies. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of, you know, uh, I know Kelly Holland, who owns Penthouse, has her, yes. you know, rescue. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think the best place is for somebody, if they, if they decide they want to adopt a dog or rescue a dog, where's the best place for somebody to go? I think it really depends on your, on your situation. I think if you're a single person or if you're a couple and you're not planning on having children or, or at least not for a little bit, I think that you can go to your shelter. You can take, you don't have any other animals really. You can go to the shelter and uh, adopt an animal because you're, the chances of there being a mistake and you returning the animal because the animal is not good with children, you don't have to worry about if you don't have children. Uh, because it's not good with your other animals. You don't have to worry about if you don't have other animals. Like, I would go straight to the shelter if you have a very open arena to make any animal work because that way you don't have to worry about this is not working, I have to return this dog or this cat. Because once you return an animal to a shelter, you've 
kind of helps seal its death because it will get a blemish on its record that it was returned, even if it wasn't returned for any real big reason. Mm-hmm. If you have children, if you have other animals, if you have a very specific fit, you have a slot open for an animal, but you have a very specific animal you need, that's when you want to travel into the rescue groups because they will actually try to help you find an animal that works for your particular situation uh and if it doesn't work out they will if it's a reputable rescue will take that animal back in and you don't have to worry about that animal being euthanized for a blemish um also a good portion of rescues have animals that are in foster care so therefore they know a lot about their personalities they know whether they get along with other cats other dogs other uh, people children etc so it gives you a lot more to go on okay perfect well, Julia, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to come down and do the show. Um, you know, I appreciate all my guests, but you know, it, it's it's great that you came down. Um, where can your fans, uh, your um, I know you don't like followers, but the people who are on the internet that uh, choose to uh, my members. <laughs> there you go. Your members. members of my side. Where can, where all, can the little, every, all the little people? All that, the little people that you stepped on to get to where you are today. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's just how rumors get started, right there. <laughs> where can they find you out on the interwebs if they want to, you know, see what mm-hmm. you're doing on your daily life? Uh, well, if you know, you can go to my Twitter, which is the real Julia Ann. You can go to my Instagram, which is the real Julia Ann. If you want to check out my women's site, it's womenbyjuliaann.com. And if you want to check out my site, my original site that I've had forever and a day, it's juliaannlive.com. It's part of the VNA network. So you not only get it, but you get like like 20 other sites with it it's just insane you get everybody's content plus live shows almost constantly and do you do live shows i do one a week for each of the sites unless schedule uh i'm shooting for somebody or somehow it, it gets messed up but then quite often i just try to reschedule to a different day now do you do i I know a lot of talent does you know different outlets you know obviously everybody wants to make money do you do any of the you know the 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 skype shows or you know snapchat or any of those type of things no do not smart move they take up way too much time i do not every so often i i get the you know the girlfriend says i need your penis it's for snapchat (laughs) it's like okay No, I'm not. I just, uh-uh. <laughs> no. Now, I'm working enough because I'm also my own person when it comes to, yeah, I've had the stuff shot, but now I have to go to the computer and I have to sit down and I have to go through all, you know, 1,000 photos and I have to Photoshop them and I have to make the galleries and I have to edit the film and I have to, <laughs> you know, so when it comes down to, hey, let me just, in my free time, uh, you know, do this all this other stuff it's it's there's not a whole lot of free time unless you just want another picture of me sitting at the computer editing <laughs> but the, the idea is to to be time management and you know and yeah. make your money and your your time valuable like i always say you want to work less and make more not the other way around yeah cool. keep it simple well thank you again uh mr avery do you have anything to plug this week no not at all nothing nothing Wow, that's disappointing. I know. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, my name is Maurice. This has been More with Mo. You can find me on Twitter at Mo Triple X or Mox, as some people like to call me. On Instagram, I'm The Average Mo. And you can check out all sorts of photos, videos, and listen to this show on my website, TheAverageMo.com. Thanks for listening.